Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, yes. Welcome into the Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network. This is questions slash opinions from the audience. Recording on March 24th, 2020 from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. I am your host, Timothy Michael McKernan, alongside the great Gangster Pete. Gangster Pete, hello again, everybody. Hi, guys. Um, I really, I've, I've said forever since starting this thing that I enjoy questions from the audience a whole lot, and I'm enjoying it even more at this time of the coronavirus um, because I feel like we're, we're getting even more questions than before, and um, I want to talk about it. I want to talk about it so much and expound so much, and I enjoy talking about it with you, Pete. And I don't want to necessarily get into it as much as uh, I want to get into it on TMA because I feel like I will be, uh, I use the term hijacking the show. I don't know if that's the right way. Changing the, the, the flow, the culture of the show if I start going into, into it. Um, and also, I, th- and, and, and there's an, I think there's an expectation for people at this point. I mean, how can there not be after uh 15 and a half years of of what we do that all of a sudden if it turns into something different uh that that could irritate people and i know people are understandably uh more susceptible to the irritability right now (laughs) and so i'm trying to so i still have an outlet for it and it happens to be questions from the audience um and so this is where I expound. I'm going to ask for 75 minutes of your time today, Gangster Pete. Not 90, but more than last week's 60. And um, I have so many I places to be. One. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's kind of like when I asked Adam Long to be on the podcast. He goes, "I don't know. I'm pretty busy." So uh, this is kind of our little uh, place to talk. Got so many questions too, and I want to try to answer as many as possible. So um, you know, settle in and. And we're starting to get, I mean, we, we always had a nice amount of feedback on it, which kind of surprised me when we first started doing it because I'm just like, yeah, I'm just sitting in a room with either Pete or by myself. And even if you're here, Pete, I'm still like babbling for 90 plus percent of it. But at this time, I guess there is an appetite for perhaps a little, you know, a give and take with the audience with, you know, thought out emails for the most part, certainly some posts on the fan page. And uh, so that's what we will do. You are always welcome to, and I say questions and opinions. Anything is welcome uh, via T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com. May do another one of these this week. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. 
Um, but because uh, it's like we record one of these things and the world changes and, uh, and it actually can become outdated. This will almost be like a time capsule at some point, uh, and we'll go back and go, God, remember what we were saying on <laughs> March 24th, 2020, and how different it was on March 30th, 2020. Who knows? Uh, but uh, anyway, you're welcome to email in with your questions, your thoughts, whatever. T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com. Subscribe to the Ryan Kelly Morning After podcast. Subscribe to the Cat Chat podcast. And uh, in this podcast, which has been going since October 1st, 2017, um, with a new guest and a new questions from the audience and during football season, new gambling podcast. I think the guest streak is probably coming to an end uh, at some point soon. So we'll make up for that with, uh, with more questions from the audience, just in part because we obviously can't get people into the studio. And, yeah, I can interview people over the phone, um, but it's not the same kind of thing, and it would be topical to this, and that changes every minute. And I don't know. what I, I wouldn't be bringing you anything that you couldn't get elsewhere. So I don't know. I go back and forth on it. And I had something with David Lee, uh, the Chaminade product, um, who, of course, played in the NBA. Uh, he lives in South Florida, was communicating with him about doing something, Yachty or Molina, John Mazalak, and, of course, all of those uh, scratched Adam Long we were able to do and he is my guest this week if you are a golf fan I think you will enjoy that um, episode and I was about to say Gangster Pete have you listened to it but then it'd be like a weird spot where you would go yeah I really enjoyed it and I remember there was either a <laughs> post on the fan page or an email into TMA critiquing you yeah I, I heard that I, with me I heard that? that I heard that email and, and I was thinking to myself if anybody now, I know plenty of people do disagree with me, but to your credit, you will actually disagree with me to my face, which I want. And I right. thought when I, when I read that, I thought, God, that's just not that's not an ac- ac- accurate representation of uh, the dynamic with me and Gangster Pete. I agree with you on that, Timmy. All right. <laughs> on that point, which I am pointing out that you do disagree with me, you agree with me. That's right. Thank you very much. Hey, we're in the HomeLoanExpert.com studios, and uh, I am in the process. Hopefully it gets completed. I hesitate to say it because you never know what the hell is going to happen because rates are moving all over the place. But I am in the process of refinancing with Ryan Kelly. Uh, it's to the point that uh, that I was told uh, it would it would be borderline irresponsible not to considering how much you're going to save. And it's not like it's just like here is your option. Um, Monty over at Ryan Kelly's offices online at thehomeloanexpert.com sent a variety of options. And he was persistent with all that so many of us are dealing with. Uh, It's not necessarily easy to get back if you're tending to something, as many people, of course, are right now. And he was persistent, politely persistent is the way I would describe it, and made sure that we got things going, sent over options. And, uh, again, he said, you know, rates are changing so quickly, you know, but if you want to say you want to lock it in, lock it in, we'll lock it in. So it looks like I will join many of you who have already uh, refinanced with Ryan Kelly, but if you haven't, it is, it's, I mean, I, I didn't realize how much you save. It is, it's huge. It's, there's, there's, there's really no way to overstate it. And uh, at a time like now where every dollar has a greater value than it did three weeks ago, uh, it matters. So go to thehomeloanexpert.com. And on top of it, by the way, so simple, so simple. There really is a difference with thehomeloanexpert.com. Ryan Kelly, our studio sponsor here on the Tim McKernan Show. Also our sponsor, Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. It is very easy for me to recommend Mark because I've gotten to know Mark. And at a time like this, 
it couldn't be any more important to make sure you have somebody you can lean on as a financial advisor. And Mark Hanna is that person. He is online at evergreenstl.com, evergreenstl.com, Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Have somebody, have somebody you know you can rely on. When you have questions, you can email or text and just get a quick answer and give you and your family peace of mind during this volatility. His number is 314-889-0503. That's 314-889-0503. Or go online at evergreenstl.com. Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies. And also, fittingly, James Carlton, who has been with us from the very beginning, going back to October 1st, 2017, for auto, for home, uh, for life, James Carlton with his agency in Webster Groves, 314-961-4800. Or go online at carltoninsurance.net. Um, you want to make sure everything is buttoned up right now. Boy, that, that, that goes without saying, doesn't it? Um, and James Carlton is that person. And, and uh, just like Ryan Kelly and just like Mark Hanna, I, I know these people. I think very highly of them. I just would not endorse a person in particular if I didn't think highly of them because, you know, first off, it's just not something I would do. But secondly, let's say I wanted to do it, and then you, the listener, call that person up or meet with that person or correspond with that person and go, wow, Tim's endorsing somebody who comes off as really scummy or comes off as, uh, when I, when it, you know, push came to shove, dishonest, represented one thing and did another. That's disappointing. That makes me look bad. I'm not going to do that. And on top of it with James Carlton, I switched to James Carlton. That's how much I thought of him. So at a time like now where you want to make sure your family is insured, this is the time to tend to it. Like as you're listening to this, carltoninsurance.net, look at the reviews he gets on Facebook. Look at the reviews he gets on Google. There's a reason for that. Look at what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton, State Farm. And Design Air Heating and Cooling, designairservice.com, the number one train dealer in the Midwest. It's hard to stop a train. Seth Goldcamp and his family have been taking care of St. Louisans for generations. And now when so many people are self-quarantined or just staying at home to work to take care of their families, you want to make sure that the vents are as purified as possible. They can do that for you, and they come in with extra precautions to your home. That, of course, is of the utmost importance right now. Design Air Heating and Cooling, online at designairservice.com, the number one train dealer in the Midwest. It's hard to stop a train. And Johnny Landoff Chevrolet, Highway 270 in the Washington Elizabeth Exit, online at landoff.com. It's Johnny Landoff Chevrolet, Chevy Find New Road. So, Gangster Pete, it is time for questions from the audience. I said we'll do 75 minutes. We are eight minutes in. Let me go into the email. You know what? I wanted to start with this one because I, I, I do want to ask this question of you. And, um, and it was asked of me, and I realize it was uh, asked from a sincere place. So I will start with you. This was asked to me on the TMA fan page, and it wasn't the first question, but I will scroll down to it. Just how are you doing? That's all. That's all it is. And usually that would be like, uh, you know, something like, Tim, you're the best. Giggle, giggle, giggle. But this was done, I think, seriously. And Gangster Pete, I want to ask you that question. How are you doing? How is your family doing? How are you doing? Personally, I'm doing fine. Everybody in my family is doing fine so far. 
Uh, it's definitely every day is a little weird now. Like you think twice about everything. So it makes you appreciate everything you had before this whole thing started. So I just can't wait to get through this and really appreciate all the stuff that we had before. Yeah. And I heard a really interesting comment today that somebody was, I can't remember where I heard it, but they were saying that this is kind of what it's like to live in some countries. Like you go to the grocery store and they don't have everything. You can't just do whatever you want, whenever you want. So like we should really appreciate that on an everyday basis because there's places that people live. This is the normal for them. It is, um, it is, I don't know what the right word, I mean, there's so many words for it, but I'm trying to think of, you know, the word I, I, I was using unprecedented. I was communicating with a medical professional last night, uh, unfathomable. Um, I, it's, ah, there's so much um, about this, and that's why I wanted to, to make sure we did about an hour and 15 minutes today um, because there's so much I want to say about it. With regard to personally how I'm doing, uh, stressed, um, but I can't even begin to compare it to uh, what medical professionals are experiencing. Um, my uh, understanding, well, I'm not going to read this because I don't want to, I don't know if this was meant for public, even though I wouldn't read the source of it. But, you know, something I've talked about on TMA um, that I see as being the next big story is medical professionals testing positive and then either having to go into the ICU or having to stay home. Um, that, to me, is the next wave that is coming as far as a big story goes. And so these people are doing this. They are leaving home, knowing that they're taking on a minimum of 12-hour shifts, um, and knowing that they are exposing themselves to this virus, um, and leaving a wife, leaving a husband, leaving children behind to go do this. And the stress and the strain, I understand. I'm, I'm, I don't want to make it sound like I'm talking to hundreds of doctors or nurses or uh, you know, people who work as paramedics. Take your pick of whatever uh, people who just work in administration at hospitals. It doesn't matter. Everybody's on the front line. Uh, and I and people are reaching out who work in that. That wasn't my intent when I started talking about this. I just thought about it from a from you know from empathy um, that that these that these people are exposing them. So they are choosing to uh, that that's the job expose themselves to something that they could contract and then could pass along to their families. And they're undersupplied. There aren't enough tests, and it is. Chaos, in my understanding, Pete, and this is a, this is a consistent theme. First off, the strain and the stress. I feel like every text I get, I see that, um, and then that they know the word chaos. Actually, they know uh, chaos. It's already started, but they know what's coming. Like it's already bad, and they know what's coming, and that is, you know, the people I'm communicating with at this time are healthy, but. They have peers who have contracted it. And I, and I guess, you know, one of the pe people I was communicating with was saying, you know, was going into a story about a doctor getting it, perfectly healthy doctor getting it now in critical condition on a ventilator um, within two days, by the way. And, you know, obviously said, you know, don't talk about which hospital and the person. I mean, of course, I, I, I mean, it goes without saying I, I wouldn't. 
Um, I, but I, but I don't think it's, I don't think this is unique to a hospital. I would imagine this is going on across the board. And for some reason, we talked a little bit about this on the radio show today, and I'm curious what your perspective is on it, Pete. And maybe you disagree with it, by the way. I feel like any time there is a post of someone passing away, that there's immediately like a series of counter posts to, well, that person had asthma, or well, that person was obese, or well, that person. And it's just like we're just going to continue to excuse it away until a 20-something, 30-something, 40-something who is not obese and did not have previous conditions passes away. But even then, I feel like still there will be a, um, a reluctance to accept what is our reality. What is your perspective, sir? Yeah, it really pisses me off because I feel like a lot of times that person is just trying to fit the narrative into their agenda of what they want it to be. Like I have a very good friend who is a doctor in Seattle. His wife is a doctor, and this isn't the kind of thing they usually deal with, but it's like all hands on deck, so they are. Mm. And they have young kids, uh, and they're freaking out. They don't know if they're going to have enough supplies every day. Like we have an open COVID chat where we talk about this all day. And he's just researching nonstop, trying to figure out how to keep him and his wife safe during this stuff. So when people are flipping about it, it really pisses me off because it affects real people. And it's easy to say whatever you want from your living room. I mean, that just makes me mad. It's irresponsible. It's uh, it's uh, I, I for the most part those have gone the way, gone away for the most part there's still an occasional scraggler in the text inbox there's I guess kind of still an occasional scraggler on the fan page um, but for the most part it's gone away um, but I don't know man I'm you know, like I, I, I got into it a little bit. It's t- it's a tough spot because it's 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 personal, but um, and I can't, I just can't, I can't because it's kind of you know, it's like violating the code. Not that there is a, a code that we all live by when it comes to how we handle talking about personal stuff, but it would be taking things outside the room, so to speak. But you know, I just kind of operated on the assumption that we were all operating off of the same set of facts and clearly we're not no uh, um and i don't i don't really know i there, i guess i have two questions uh, well i don't have just two questions but two questions are at the forefront of my mind um and it's incredibly important i think um you know when this is you know, there will be movies done about this. There will be documentaries done about this. There will be books written about this. Uh, there is a good chance that uh, it, this will be, you know, something that will be studied, um, you know, as part of take your pick of whatever classes at, at grade schools and high schools and colleges. We are living history right now. I thought we were living history, by the way, three weeks ago, much less now. Um, but why the United States does not have enough tests why i don't i don't i mean that's just you know because when when people are pointing to the economy and needing to get the economy started up again from my standpoint what would start the economy up again is if everyone could get tested and it's because well, that's impossible well no, it's, it's not impossible actually uh if everyone could get test now it might be impossible at this point but it wasn't impossible if everyone could get tested um 
then you quarantine the people who have it, and then the rest of the people who have either had it or haven't gotten it work. That's how you can get it going. But we don't have enough tests. And so I don't, I, I, I'm sitting here talking to you, Pete, right now. I know I haven't gone anywhere. I know I, I went and picked up food last night uh, and, and, uh, and, and have been in my house um, and either running in, in the area in which we live or just walking. Um, and, and that's, that's what I've been doing. Um, God, going back to since last Wednesday and I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I have a cough. And so then immediately go, Oh my God, is that, is that it? But I have zero of the other symptoms. Um, you could have it. You would have no idea. That's the whole premise. It's asymptomatic. And so you and I are operating off of the same set of facts and, and, and therefore, that's how we carry on our conversation, whether it's the two of us talking on this show or when I'm talking on TMA. And I believe uh, Doug and the cat and me and you uh, and the Plowhawk and Iggy are operating off the same set of facts. And therefore, we're having this conversation. But it becomes clear that not by any means majority and not even I'm not even sure if it's even 10 percent, but a portion of the audience is not operating off of those same set of facts. And um, that's. That's a huge concern. So I, I, I don't know. I, you know and, and, and then sometimes, and they don't say anything, and I want to say something, but then I'm like, okay, well, then clearly if they're not saying it, then they don't want to. But there are people who are in the medical community, doctors, um, people in the medical community who are interacting with people on the fan page, and I know this, <laughs> and then somebody who, you know, just to be polite about it, I guess I would say they are not doctors. I know that. Uh, and they're arguing it coming from a place of knowledge. And the person who is pointing out that that's not the case, who is a doctor or who works in the medical community, is calmly explaining why that's not the case. And I'll go, hey, should I post, you know, this person is a doctor or working in a hospital? But I guess, you know, if they didn't do that, then it's not my place to do it. Right. Uh, you know, so I see that and it's like, ah, I, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and, and and my wife was out yesterday, um, like kind of at a, I don't know, plaza for lack of a better term. I guess one would call it a strip mall plaza. I don't know. And, you know, I haven't gone up there. God, it's so weird to think about because it's only like two or three miles from where we are. But I haven't seen that place in, God, I don't know how long. Um, and she said, if you didn't know what was going on you wouldn't even know that there was anything different because there are so many people out like and just like, you know, the proverbial non-essential businesses are open and people are just going about their business like it's no but no big deal. And I and I'm curious how, how that's the case, because if I'm not mistaken, Florida has either the fifth or fo- fourth or fifth most uh, positive cases in the country. And and that's confusing to me. But. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I don't. I, and, and I would also suggest that Florida, especially this part of Florida, you know, Panhandle would be a different operation, and uh, you know, the Miami area would be a different operation, but has a uh, high percentage of a higher percentage of people in an older demographic. So I don't know. I don't. I don't get it. But I, I like I said when I, when we talk about like Clay Travis, for example, and. And what he is, the, the kind of the, the line he's taken, and he is not changing. Um, I <laughs> like hope it's he's right. Lousy banty. 
Yeah, well, I mean, as I as I always say to the Plowhawk, and if I'm texting with you before the radio show starts, you know what? I, the first thing I hear every morning when I when I turn on my uh, Comrex device is that's what I hear, and I yep. immediately have to take my headphones off because I can't listen to it. I can't listen to it. Can't listen. It makes me um, makes me angry. I it, it just in general, if I you know, I mean, I'm just I, I don't know. I don't I don't know what's going on. But listen, I will say it again. I hope he's right. And he's not the only one, for the record. Uh, we just happen to hear him every uh, every morning. So let's see here. I guess this breakdown grid. Uh, New York is now over 100 deaths. New York City, 125 deaths, I should say. So 17,252 people have died from it globally, and we are approaching 400,000 confirmed cases. Who knows, of course, how many are not confirmed 81,000 in China, 60 nearly 64,000 in Italy and 46,500 in the United States. Uh Spain, Germany, the next two. Um but the United States is 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 growing at a faster rate than than any of the others in the top 5. So that's that's where we are. And it's I guess I guess Pete part of it is politics. Uh, I think it was a week ago or maybe two weeks ago where I said, listen, it, you know, it, I'm just not, I'm really not interested in, in blame game stuff. I, 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 don't get me wrong. I think it is material to the conversation. Ideally, it's a conversation that we get to have sooner rather than later, but it's not a conversation that I really want to engage in right now. For example, if I were in, in Washington, D.C. and working as a rep- representative or as a senator, it'd just be like, it's all hands on deck to get whatever we got to get across the finish line and take care of the people. That is the responsibility. That's We can talk about whoever you want to talk about and whichever way you want to blame and whatever set of facts you want to operate off, but that I just don't view it as the time right now. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying we forget it. I'm just saying now that we are on the front lines and this isn't the time to sit there. And I realize it's going to happen. It's not like we're going to stop that, but, but it's not something I'm really – particularly interested in um, legislating at this at this moment. But I do think what you said with regard to whatever agenda people are ascribing to, um, that 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 plays a role in the the lens through which they view this situation. Not everyone. Um, I've actually I feel like we've uh, seen some people kind of finding religion. I'm not talking about actual religion, but uh, finding religion throughout this process. Um, and seeing what has transpired, but at this moment, it's it's a case of, you know, doing whatever we can to reduce the what medical people, not you know your buddy on Facebook with a meme, but medical people are every. It's not it's not even like oh I don't know if it's going to be that bad. It's across the board. They they can't overstate it enough when I'm communicating with them, and that's a concern. You know, um, when I'm whether it be medicine or whether it be business, I'm going to lean on the people who have been successful and or the people who are actually doctors, if we're talking medicine, as opposed to memes on Facebook or people who are not doctors. To me, that strikes me as very obvious. Um, But for whatever reason, in 2020, it doesn't necessarily seem to be the case. And like I said, I hope they as doctors are wrong, and I hope the memes are right. But I don't necessarily know what probability I would would put on that. 
Um, let me go to some questions uh, from the audience. I have not read this one. It was just sent in here within the last few minutes. Hey, Tim. Oh, this might not have anything to do with coronavirus. I don't know. Hey, Tim, uh, two questions in one, but very different topics. I grew up in Catholic schooling all the way till college. I'm not saying it was all bad. Many of my closest friends are because of it. I don't know what that means. I'm not saying it was all bad, parentheses. Many of my closest friends are because of it, end parentheses. But a lot of what the church pushes on you as a kid, I now don't believe. Abortion, same-sex marriage, etc., what are your thoughts now that you are a parent with how you were raised and with your son's future as a kid growing up? This might be a loaded question. I don't hate the fact being Catholic, but it's almost forced on you as a kid. Kind of random, but what are your thoughts? Second question. I work in Clayton in one of the bigger buildings downtown, and my work is still lagging a bit on letting people work from home. Some people have been able to, but others have not when I slash others can easily do my job from our houses. I haven't been nervous until recently about the virus, but feel like my job may be putting me at risk. Just your general thoughts on this. Sorry for the long email. Big fan. Love the podcast and love TMA. Keep it up and stay safe. That comes from Mike. Um, Gangster Pete on the second one. Of your friends, how many are working from home percentage-wise, sir? Most of them are working from home. So I- Yeah. I mean, I'd say probably like 75, 80%. You know, I don't know what this gentleman's job is. Um, You know, I mean, I guess I can kind of probably narrow it down based on where he's working. Um, But, you know, still, I mean, whether it's government, finance, legal, uh, I I don't know. So it's, 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 I mean, are you talking about a non-essential job? Can you do it from home? I don't know. I don't. I guess I would. Anytime employees complain, I'm like, okay. But now that I've been on the other side of it as an employer, I have an, you know, a, a sympathy for hearing the employer's side of it. Um, to me, it would, you know, if if let's let's put it this way, if I were operating a media company right now, what I would do is. Um, I, as it turns out with regard to radio, we have to have a board operator. So if the show is going to go on, the Plowhawk uh, or any board operator has to be inside of the KFNS studios. That's my understanding anyway because I was wanting to see if it could be done remotely. It can't be. Um, but everybody else would make it as easy as possible for them to be on the show and on the station uh, remotely. Um, so that I can speak to it from a media standpoint and what I would be doing in that situation and certainly with sales uh, people working from home you know and and for for most pe- uh, sales people and it doesn't matter what sales you're in your 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 motivation is your commission and so you know I, I know some people who haven't worked from home and they're skeptical of people working from home go oh well that means they're just taking it like a vacation well if, if you're if your living is made on commission then you know then your motivation speaks for itself. You have to be selling. It's going to be very tough to be selling right now, though, man. I don't care what you're selling. I mean, there's certainly obvious some products that are in the highest of demand, but others that couldn't be in a lower demand. So that's something that you take into account. So it's tough to answer the question, Mike, without having a you know a better understanding. But you know, it, uh, to me, it's it's work from home, and and that's not just about yourself it's about your coworkers, and i know you're not saying that you want to be at work it's just you're surprised that your employer hasn't uh had you working from home gangster pete your thoughts you are coming into the station 
Yeah, uh, I mean, what are I, your thoughts? I think if you're able to work from home, you definitely should. I feel a lot better coming in here knowing it's just going to be me and Plowboy in the mornings. Yeah. You know, I don't have to worry about, like, what if I have it and then I give it to Doug or something? Like, right. that's not something that I want on my conscience. So uh, I feel a lot better. We come in, we, we clean the place down as much as we can. I mean, it's still kind of nerve-wracking leaving and touching all the stuff we have to touch in a studio. But, uh, I mean, we're doing the best we can. And we want to be on the air. I'd rather be doing the show than not. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out. Uh, I didn't want to talk about this on the radio because it just I, it can come off the wrong way. And it, I realize it can still come off the wrong way. I just feel safer coming off the wrong way on on the podcast that has my name on it. Um, but we're just in this, you know, I've been talking about it here for a couple of weeks, like what to do. And I mean, this is, this is a true story. I, I do. There's an important detail, I guess, about it. Um, you know, obviously we don't want to fly. I think people understand that. Uh, I guess we put a poll up on the fan page and I think like 80, 85% of people said they wouldn't fly right now. Um, you know, we have a two year old. That's certainly <laughs> like two something. weeks ago. I would have flown. Now I'm like, no, you would not. Okay, so that's that's. And I don't. It's not to say that it's a hundred percent no. And you'll get to why I'm kind of getting in a spot where I have to consider all uh, um, all consideration. Uh, don't want to drive. And people go, well, I don't want you want to drive. I think more. I think now people understand initially what I was saying. And I think people are like, well, I wouldn't you want to drive. Well, first off, obviously you don't want to. I did it. I did drive down here, but I drove down here by myself. My wife and my son flew down here. Um, I guess on like February 10th or 11th. Um, but if you're driving, you have to stop. I think I stopped, I don't know, probably four or five times to get gas and food, you know, total uh, in that trip. And, you know, you're touching a variety of things. And, uh, you know, there'll be gas handles, credit card machines. You go into the store, you go into the restroom there. Whatever the case might be, you're trying to minimize that. Also, you know, whereas I was able to get from St. Louis to Orlando in one day, um, and I guess if I absolutely had to, I could have gotten to Jupiter because uh, Orlando and Jupiter are only like two hours apart. But, you know, by the time I got to Orlando, I was pretty much done. And um, that's not going to be possible with a two-year-old. So that means we're staying in a hotel. That's not something we really want to do either. Now, some people might go, oh, my God, you're being too, you're overreacting. Uh, I don't see it as that way, but... That's that's where we are. So what I did was I um, reached out or via my real estate agent, reached out to the people who own the home. And I put this offer on the table. I said, listen, I understand, you know, they, they offered us a rate for April um, before all of this stuff started up. And uh, and I had checked in on it because I was going to be flying back to St. Louis on, I think it was March 25th, for a TMA Live on March 26th that obviously has has been postponed. Um, and I thought, okay, if I'm going to be back in St. Louis on the 27th, and then I have to turn around and come back on the 31st, or I just come back on the 25th and I don't go back down, but I've already paid for the week, and I pay for this, uh, not the station, it's just, this is my own personal money, Um you know, now I'm just leaving a week out there, and that, that counts. It's not like, you know, the, as you can imagine, it's not like that's just like a, you know, it's it's, it's the material, so to speak. And so I, I inquired about staying until April 15th. They were willing to, you know, work with us. It was a slight reduction because April's starting to get out of season in Florida. Uh, May is out of season, and June certainly is. It's hotter than hell down here. And 
so I laid it out and I said, hey, here's what I can they work with me on April because I don't know what we're going to do. And if they work with me on April, I will sign up for 2021 now to take that headache off their plate that they will know that they have their home uh, rented out for the first quarter of 2021. That is my way of thanking them that I'm going to commit. I'm not even going to look to negotiate that rate. Um, and then uh, they weren't going to be coming down here, obviously. That's why I was able to get a, a rate for April. And uh, and the number I got back was the exact same one that I got when I asked about it in uh, late February, early March, before this stuff became as mainstream as it has. And I have to say that I was stunned by that. Um, just from like a, a, a humanity perspective, um, stunned by it truly stunned by it and it's not like i'm saying hey just give me a good rate you know i'm not asking for it for free but just not you know what we were paying in february and march because again it's not like we're like hanging out down here i'm i don't leave my subdivision uh but we just don't want to travel and um and i was i was truly stunned by that so it's that's disappointing so it's now putting us in a spot where we have to make a decision on how we're going to come back when we're going to come back um, you know, um, I don't, I don't want to go into more details with some of the specifics because I'm not looking to like identify parties involved, but it's, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's tough in the sense that I've got to make a decision here and there isn't like a good one, you know, there's, I guess a less bad one. And, and, and listen, I understand. I don't, I don't, I, I, it's like any parenting discussion. I will never send anybody an email about parenting. Like my experience, if somebody asks me, I will give them my opinion, but I'm never. So what I'm saying is, please don't send me your email with your opinion of, <laughs> as, as, a, as a mother or father. I'm just not interested in it. I'm just not. I'm just not. Because um, all the circumstances are different for each person, in each situation. And so it's not apples to apples. And those I, that is, from the get go, it's always been like, oh, you have no idea how much your life's going to change. Oh, enjoy it right now. And I've always just felt like it's like this, like I'm coming from a place of knowing and you don't know. And, you you know, and I'm just like, ah, you know, because it's going to be, oh, you know, it's, there's no better, no safer time to fly than now. Oh, I definitely wouldn't fly. I just, you know, get feed your kid some kind of thing to make them fall asleep and just go through it in 18 straight hours and you know, and speed through it. Nobody's going to pull you over for speeding right now. Okay, well, now I'm speeding with my wife and my son in the car. It's not, it's just a shitty situation, you know, and I, I realize anytime I'm down here, there's some people who just fucking hate me for being down here as it is for whatever reason that they do. Um, but I know that that's also part of it. So that's another reason why I don't want to talk about it on the radio. I guess I'm limiting the hate reaction by bringing it here. But um, it's what's been on my mind, and I want to talk about it on the radio show, but I also know what will happen, so I don't. Um, but that's that's been on my mind with regard to, you know, people talking about working from home. I'm like, okay, well, I have to travel somehow. I have to get back there, and now we have to go back. You know, we have to go back here in, I guess, the next week for sure, and i got to figure out how to do it. So, um, God, I'm telling you, I mean, I guess you're never going to know where you got it at this point, you know. I guess if you want to be pissed, you can go, oh, that motherfucker gave it to me. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, I could, like I said, I could have it right now. Um, hell, I'll, uh, Anna Marie and my son, Jameson, we could all we could all have it right now. You could have and, got it and lost it by now. You're exactly right. I mean, so that's the thing. I don't know. And I mean, I, I really do. I was saying to my wife, and I just didn't want to get her rolling her eyes. But I said last night, I said, man, I really do have, like, kind of a 
the cough, it's a very, you know, on a 1 to 10, it's like a 2. <laughs> Otherwise, I feel completely fine, and I've been running, and I've been running fine. But, uh, you know, it's you're, just you're like, You're so okay, in tune I, with your body right now. Like, every little thing you notice. You become a hypochondriac. Yeah. Everyone's a hypochondriac. Like, I'm paranoid as all get out. Like, every little thing, I'm like, well, well, is that one of the symptoms now? I mean, it's like, right. ah. That's, that's where it is. Uh, and then with, with regard to the first question, this is kind of a different way that the question's been asked. I know that we've talked about it before. Going back to that, since we talked about the uh, second question for a little while, uh, two questions in one, but very different topics. So here's the first question. I grew up in Catholic schooling all the way till college. I'm not saying it was all bad. Many of my closest friends are because of it. I still, I'm, I'm not mocking the email. I just don't know what that means. But I always want to read what is written in. Uh, but a lot of what the church pushes on you as a kid, I now don't believe. Abortion slash same-sex marriage, etc. What are your thoughts now? that you are a parent with how you were raised and your son's future uh, growing up might be a loaded question. I don't hate the fact of being Catholic, but it's almost forced on you as a kid, kind of random, but thoughts. Um, so with regard to that, you know, you're, here you're not necessarily asking, are you going to send your kid to a private school or public school? You're kind of getting into the specific element of the religion. And here is what I would say, and I guess it's kind of maybe, maybe it would surprise some people, and then it would you know, maybe fulfill expectations. So we're going to take a winding road to get to the answer. I feel like I got my greatest, I don't want to use the word clarity, but approach to religion, and I'm talking about all religions, um, by studying religion. Um, In my experience, and I don't know what it's like now, and Pete, I think we talked about this. You went to, where did you go? I know I asked you. Uh, I went to St. Charles Barmail, then the Academy of the Sacred Heart, and then to Smet. So okay. I've been in it since You've I was a kid. So yeah, same. So St. Gabriel, St. Louis, U High, um, and then I took uh, Fundamentals of Religion course at uh, Missouri, but that was just an elective. It wasn't like a minor or anything like that. So with that said, my experience with uh, Catholic education in grade school, and granted this was the 1980s and 90s, was um, it was just like it was like a memory class. You were you were told something either in my case by a nun or a priest or by a lay person, and it was like a memory class. Now, granted, it's 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 putting it into your mind at a, in a formative time, but it's it's a memory class. Um, you know, the catechism. Um, you know, you would remember that. And so, with having a weird memory, it was very easy class. But it wasn't because of religion so much as it was it was memory. I don't know if that's what's going on right now. It's St. It's St. Louis U High. It changed, and um, and it made you think. Uh, and and so, I I know this, and I say it, and it's at a point now where like if this uh, you know, it's been said so many times, but it you know I also know we have new listeners too, so I remember saying, thinking to myself in like September of my freshman year. How could anybody not believe in God? And by my May of my senior year, about to graduate, I thought. I remember thinking, "How could anybody believe in God?" Um, and I really hadn't. Nothing substantial had changed in my life, um, as far as some kind of experience that made me reject it so much that made me think about it. And it were those courses that taught critical thinking, and they were the religion courses, theology, I guess, to be exact. And that's that's where I was. But even now, I would not consider myself an atheist. I think, by definition, I'm agnostic. 
Um, because I don't, I, I don't know, just like I'm pretty certain those who are incredibly religious, they don't know either. They just have a different belief in what it is. Um, and, I, and, I, and I oftentimes feel like some who are very religious look down on uh, those who are not, and some who are agnostic or atheist look down on those who are not. Um, I, I think that I don't do that. I do not like it when people attempt to bring their religion into law or government or use it as a way to attempt to win public office. I think that is grotesque, uh, and it is certainly part of uh, America right now and has been a part of America since the early 1980s, I think, more so than, than in any other time. Um, and it's all part of the game, and I think it is grotesque from uh, both angles. But uh, I don't, if somebody is a person of faith, you know, super cool. I just, it's like, I, I'm not there. I actually, I, if anything, I think I wish I were because I think it would be a more comfortable way to go through life. Um, but I am not. I also know it's, there's not really a whole lot of upside in saying this, um, but I'm not. And I don't want to be dishonest with the audience. Um, but, but, I, but I also truly don't sit there and go, oh, this person's religious, so, you know, they're not intelligent, you know, I mean, that's not where I am. Um, so with that said, with regard to my son, I think uh, Catholic education, from my experience, was an incredible positive. Um, the church is teaching on abortion, same-sex marriage, et cetera, that, that cited in this email. I, uh, I, you know, I guess I, I, I'm just not just because the church says it, that doesn't mean that I accept it. You know, I remember there was an eye-opening moment in fifth grade where I believe it was a priest, but it may have been a nun, said, well, you know, the, the book of Genesis is not real. And we all looked at each other like, what? <laughs> you know, like, how? what do you mean? Because up to that point, and listen, I might be saying this to some people who are listening to this going, hold on a second, what are you saying? I can't imagine somebody who listens to my podcast thinks it is, but I have no idea. <laughs> um and then kind of breaks it down. Well, it's like, well, it wouldn't be, it's not possible, you know. I mean, there's not talking snakes and, you know, and there weren't just two people and, you know. And we're kind of going, wow, I wonder if, you know, they're going to get fired for saying this. So I, just because the church might say it, it doesn't mean like then you throw the baby out with the bathwater, I suppose. Um, but I would say that about any religion. I think so many religions do have some great guides to one's own life and how one treats others. And as I say, anytime this topic comes up, some of the finest people I know are religious, but also on the other side of it, some of the shittiest people I know are religious, I except they get, get out of jail free cards because they make sure to let you know how religious they are. And I just, that, that's what I find to be absolutely grotesque. Um, so that's where I come down on it with regard to Jameson and what we wind up doing. I really don't know. I really, I honestly do not know uh, it because I don't, I don't view it as teaching him and then like now, okay, now he's full-fledged, um, religious just because, you know, I mean, I, I learned Latin in St. Louis U high and I couldn't speak a word of it to you right now. So I don't, I don't, I don't put the same parallels on that. Um, 
But I mean, it's listen. It's something that truly is something that my wife and I are thinking about, and um, and I'm I'm not sure where we wind up with that. For the record, in case people are wondering why I'm not asking Gangster Pete about what he's going to do with Hill's children, Gangster Pete does not uh, have children, unless that has changed since we last talked about this Gangster. I haven't got any phone calls, so I think I'm good. Got a phone call, so he's still uh, without children. All right, let's see where we are on the clock here, Gangster Pete. Uh, all right, we have a half hour left. Let me go back to the fan page and attempt to go into some questions. Uh, oh, Pete, you got involved in this one, I think. Yes, oh, you did. Fine. Um, why can't three producers learn <laughs> how to charge up an iPad to get live video and TMA? And I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know why. And I, I said, thank you for the question. Are you aware that I haven't had anything to do with managing the radio station for more than three years? It's like, you know, and I, the person was kind about it in the response, but the, well, it's like, what's, what was, you know, saying this when, to be clear, I'm not like sitting here turning red angry. It's just like, I don't know. I, I, you can email Frank Cusimano if you want. You can email the cat. You can email Doug. We all are the same thing. We are all hosts of a show. And I still get these like management related questions. I don't know what to tell you. I will tell you this. I also posted this. If I were part of an ownership group uh, that acquired a media property, I would have video as part of the business model. That is accurate, Gangster Pete. I think you know that that is the case. Um, but as things stand right now, um, that is not something that the station at which we work uh, is is doing. And so um, if it were, if the station were saying, hey, we're selling video of TMA, it is your guy's responsibility to make sure that video is up. I am certain that Pete, Iggy, and the Plowhawk would have that video up. So, uh, I, and I think the question probably was asked more joking than serious, but, you know, I feel an obligation to, listen, if we're going to fuck around and give each other shit, that's fine. But sometimes when I feel like these are a little more serious and they come with an edge, I got to, you know, I got to speak up for... Uh, for the pips and as you, um, as you know i am a huge proponent of the video aspect yes you are well. perhaps more so than <laughs> any of the six people on the show so if it was easy as charging an ipad or whatever it would be taken right uh then people asked uh, uh the next question was what percentage of inside stl's ad revenue comes from non-essential slash temporary closed businesses and uh I'll, I'll, i wrote this ant out just because i didn't want to see like then people come on and go yeah i wonder what they, i'm just like okay let me just i'll jump in right away and and set the record straight uh, Inside STL does not sell advertising. Inside STL is a company I own the majority of and uh, will be uh, celebrating its 15th anniversary in August. But we own the content of uh, the Ryan Kelly Morning After, uh, this podcast, and the Cat Chat podcast. And what our arrangement is is we license it to KFNS for KFNS to sell. And KFNS keeps the revenue. Uh, in exchange, KFNS pays our salaries, but Inside STL owns the content. So if the time came where um, we were to move on, um, or I guess I were to move on, the, the, the content is owned by Inside STL. So you, when you hear drops from like 2009, I couldn't even tell you what station we were on at the time <laughs> because that stuff comes with us for wherever it is that we go. So um, I hope... That helps explain it a little bit. I, I know it sounds a little convoluted in my mind. It's very, you know, clear. But I also know that uh, that people, um, you know, 
it's it's this is this is what I do, and so for me it's a second language, and for other people, uh, it might sound convoluted. Hopefully that helps explain it. Tim, do you wish you were in St. Louis and at home when this all started? I responded, I was, um, and then the person followed up by saying, uh, I suppose I mean when the extreme measures started. Uh, to be clear, all of the lockdowns, et cetera, presuming you're still social distancing in Florida. Absolutely on the social distancing in Florida. Um, when I'm outside and people come jogging by or walking by, uh, especially oftentimes they're older, but even if they were 25, doesn't matter. I make sure that I, you know, move off the path and, you know, give them a, a large berth. Do you hold your um, breath? What's that? Do you hold your breath? I do not. Do you I hold your breath? My, I find myself holding my breath. When really? I Boy, that hasn't even, now, now I will, though, because you've got that in my head, but I had not even thought about it. I was doing wow. it without even thinking about it, and then I realized, wow. oh, man, I'm holding my breath. No, I, I would wa- I walk off the path like out into the road, actually. <laughs> um, and honestly, I'm doing it for them. It's better. I mean, like I said, I mean, when I'm walking or jogging by people, it is very rare for me to be jogging or running by or walking by somebody who is younger than me. I mean, and I'm, I'm, or even within... 20 years of me. I mean, it's, you know, as you can imagine it for the most part, I mean, there's still some, and not, not in this area anyway, it's, it's more up in like the Jupiter, the Rory McIlroy, Dustin Johnson, (laughs) Justin Thomas, Ricky Fowler turf where it will be younger, but uh, here it is certainly um, older. So to answer the the question that was posed, um, now, you know, it's, I think, I think it's because some people are asking, what about your parents and all that? And I, and I get it. Uh, and I talk to them. I think I've been talking to them every day, if not every other day, certainly texting with them, but definitely also calling. Um, but I have two brothers who live there and I have a sister who lives there. So it is, um, it's not a case of them just being by themselves. Um, you know, inevitably we're going to have to come home. If this were a spot where you could continue to do everything that you were doing even three weeks ago. Um, I'd be like, yeah, there's no place I would rather be than Florida. But I, it, so I was explaining to somebody, maybe my parents, I don't know. Um, somebody's like, well, at least you're down there and it's beautiful weather. And yeah, it is. I'm looking outside and it's, uh, it's certainly mostly sunny and probably in the 80s, which makes people immediately go, oh, fuck you. But whereas in St. Louis, whenever it is that we're back in St. Louis and April is kind of like this, this cock tease. Because uh, you're like, oh, it's going to get warm, and we're going to be able to go outside. It it might be warmer, and by warmer we mean the 60s, but it rains like, fuck, man, like two-thirds of the month. Uh, and then you'll get like those random days where it's like, all right, now I'm getting a little taste of May. And last year it rained all the way into June. Uh, here it, it really hasn't started raining, but I guess like in May it starts where it just rains at 4 o'clock every day. Here in like Miami it's just the way that it works. I think Orlando, same deal. So, um, with that said, in St. Louis, it's like, I won't really want to go outside and do shit because it's going to be raining. Here, it's like, God, this, is, this sucks because I would love to go outside and do shit, but I can't, you know? And, uh, and so, it makes it a little more tilting. And then also, as I said earlier, you know, the radio station does not pay for me to be down here, nor should they, by the way. Anytime I bring that up, it's not a case of, well, I don't know why the radio station doesn't pay for me to you know, spend spring training down there. That's, that's wrong. That's not it. This is something that I worked out. The, the technology is there now for all of us to do to work remotely. It's just the way that it is. It wasn't there even a few years ago. Um, so, uh, you know, that, that it, it's now I've done this, is, this is three years, but I did sign a lease and I just told you earlier on that they weren't going to give me a reduced rate in April 
and I was going to sign a lease for three months in 2021, and they still wouldn't give me a reduced rate. So as you can imagine, if I would have contacted them on March 15th and said, hey, considering this coronavirus thing, we're going to head back to St. Louis. Can I get my final 16 days back? You can imagine what the response would have been on that. I would have been told to go fuck myself, politely probably, but nonetheless, go fuck myself. So we're just kind of in, a, in this spot. Um, and it's not, it's, you know, I mean, it, but I mean, it, does anybody really want to hear anybody complain about being down? No, they don't. But I mean, I'm answering the question. And um, I don't know. Gangster Pete, okay, you, 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 you're, you are in St. Louis. Would you rather be in St. Louis or Florida right now? I imagine you're probably going to say Florida and tell me to go fuck myself. Uh, no, I mean, I'd, I'd rather be here with my family and friends there you than go. stuck in Florida not being able to do anything. That's the th- It's a weird thing because you'd be like, oh, at least it's – but it's like you can't do anything. You know, I mean, I guess the golf thing is in play. Are you playing golf? I've played twice since last Monday, so I guess we're talking about twice in nine days, um, one of which was with um, our guest this week, Adam Long. Good interview. Yeah. Uh, What's that? It's a good interview. I, I enjoyed thank, it. Thank you so much. Now you're going to catch hell for saying it was a good interview. I like golf. I'm sorry. Yeah. We got into the weeds on that one. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I like the, him hit, hitting it in the bunker for, on purpose, kind of. That was really Yeah, how about that? Holy I, shit. I, on no, Friday, I, I, I had a situation just like that. I played with Cletus one of the last rounds at Gateway, and I chipped one close to the green into the water when I knew that I should have chipped it over to the left where there's nothing behind the green, but I just went for it anyway. What hole were you on? You uh, know, is that you know? par five? I can't remember. I don't remember the holes and the dates like you, Tim. And are you talking? Are, are you well, well? Number eighteen, I think, is a par five. No, it was, but way before that. But okay. there's water on half the green, and I was short sighted on the other side. Trying and to picture. I knew that. Oh yeah, yeah. I, think, I knew there's no way I was going to be able to stop about. the ball, and I almost hit it perfectly, and it still rolled into the water. I know. I think I know what you're talking about. And then I listened I to love that gateway. Yeah, I do too. Great course. Um, so anyway, yeah, play, playing down here. I mean, I, I probably first off, my shoulders starting to. I don't know if it's like the cortisone is wearing off. It comes and goes, but it's weird because I'm, you know, it's just. I mean, all I do is I'll just. Well, back in the day, back in the day, being two weeks ago, I would just go over there and just hit balls, and like, and not even like because of my shoulder. And for those who are not aware, uh, I have a torn labrum in my left shoulder. Um, you know, I'm certainly not swinging as hard, but it, it's like I'm hitting like I, I, I'm hitting like 12 or 14 fairways and the ball's going probably as far as it did. Even when I would swing hard, it's nuts because you're not swinging hard. So you're you're, In that you're sweet consistent. Spot. Yeah, it's just it's nuts. But uh, I'm still I, I got to probably apply what I'm doing with my my driver to my uh, to my irons and then the scores would really improve. But the courses down here obviously are tougher. The grass is different. It's all it's a whole thing. But all I would do is just work on these 50 to 100-yard shots, and I love it. I put in um, AirPods, AirBuds, whatever the fuck they are. <laughs> what are they called? AirPods. Thank you. Uh, and I'll listen to podcasts or music, and it's just the great – and I actually would rather do that than play. It's not like I don't want to play, but I can do that for like an hour and then come back home, or I can bring my son, and you know he can be in heaven. He loves to just – fuck around in sand traps uh and they obviously have sand trap practice areas uh at pga national you know with five golf courses so um 
it's just the greatest because like at five o'clock there's nobody out there it's 75 degrees no humidity and i'm out there with my son and i swear to you it is it is the pinnacle of happiness i'll take it over orgies <laughs> i'll take it over lesbianism being out there with my two-year-old son just me and him on a golf course in that weather is as happy as I ever am. And I absolutely am just grateful that I have been able to experience it. And if it ends today, that will have happened. And I'm, I'm grateful for it. But with regard to, um, to playing, I just, I, I'm, you know, I, I could sit on a range or a little, you know, short game area and just do that and just be just I'm just as content as the day is long and I and I found out that there's I think Adam was saying that too he might have said it in the podcast prefer to practice yeah, I think he did Pete prefer to practice over play I'm um, exact opposite man really like I get that's kind of surprises I me. get so bored on the range like I love getting out there and playing with my boys but like just hitting balls by myself is just so boring to me I guess I mean like if like if a group of us were down here then that's different. But when I'm going out and playing down here, every time I'm playing, you know, with the I played with Dan McLaughlin, I played with Raby, played with Claiborne, uh, played with Adam and his dad, um, played with them a couple of times. But I mean, other than that, you know, if I'm going to play, I'm playing by myself and I'm paired with people I don't know, which is fine. I actually enjoy it. I like bullshitting with people, finding out about them for four hours or whatever it is that we play. Uh, and usually it's a really positive experience. I would rather do that than be a single out there. Yeah. But it's not the same as, like, if I were out there with, like, when me, you, Iggy, and Plowhawk would go fuck around at Normandy, you know? So I guess that's what I'm comparing it to. Like, if I really, really struggle with something, I'll go hit up the range. But otherwise, I'm I'm not going. And, and then that's, that's the other thing. I mean, in St. Louis, unless you're at, you know, take your pick of whatever country club, and I don't know how many country clubs at least inside of 270 are going to give you the real estate to be able to hit a driver um i actually don't know if i can think of any now that i'm actually saying it and thinking i go to the one at highlands at forest park you can hit driver there i can i don't know if you could (laughs) oh if only doug were there with the gong for that comment uh, you hit your irons further than me, and I hit my driver further than you. I'd love to get a tr- get us on track, man, and see what the reasoning yeah, is. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, my irons, I can kill those. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, holy shit, what the hell's going on with uh, the difference here on that? I've never seen anything like that. But either way, uh, down here, you you have practice facilities that are just at, at a different level. And so, you know, oh, it's just, God, it's the, it truly is the greatest. i got to just do that. That's what I need to do. Um, anyway, so I answered uh, that uh, let's see. I don't think this. I want to encourage more opinions. So I don't know where I'm going with this. I could be opening up a can of worms. I don't think this is a question as much as it is a topic for discussion. But I've been wondering about whether a group of a group or country can be too successful at flattening the curve. Say we drastically limit exposure to the coronavirus, but it's not completely gone. At what point do you let people out of the house? It could build up again, and unless we buy time until a vaccine or treatment, we could just be pushing out the spikes into the future, which would have a worse impact on the economy than had we taken out our lumps sooner. Have you heard any experts discuss this at all? I feel like game theory experts should be consulted in this as well as economists to find the right balance strategy. Um, that's a very interesting question. Um, <laughs> I... I don't, I, I, and I know that the person asking it is, of course, not on here, but I don't know what game theory would have to do with it. 
Do you know what game theory would have to do with it? Uh, no, I, I know that it is an interesting question. I'm not qualified to answer. Maybe he's saying that. Well, I'm not qualified of, to answer any of these things. Yeah, the opposite of what you think maybe would be the no, right I, thing. I, or... I get what you like. Like, we're going to flatten the curve now, but then we all go back to work in, in the same you know spot we were a month ago. Right. And then everybody gets it, and then that has a bigger impact on the economy. I think that's what the premise is. Um, so I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Somebody responded, sorry, but flattening the curve isn't primarily about lessening the number of cases in total. It is about spreading them. Our healthcare system is not set up for simultaneous mass trauma throughout the country. And yes, that sucks for the economy over a long period. That is true. Gentleman who asked the question said, I don't think I said it was absent a vaccine or other medicine to help. I'm assuming almost everyone gets it at some point regarding flattening uh, the curve to have enough hospital beds and supplies right, and all that ventilators. so i don't i don't i don't know i don't my honest answer is i don't know i wish i had a better answer to the question this is what happens when i d- don't like print out questions and set them aside and have answers ready to go but i prefer to do uh, questions slash opinions from the audience uh this way as opposed to some formal answers all right next one currently watching the 2002 super bowl also known as super bowl 36 rams Ugh. against the cheating patriots Ugh. she says Love hearing Pat Summerall and John Madden again. Who are your favorite pro announcers? Any sport? It's a great question. It also brings up that Super Bowl, uh, which I was at, and so I was not listening to the broadcast. Uh, Gangster Pete, were you at that Super Bowl? Uh, no, I... For some reason, I thought you were at that. I feel like that's come up before, but I guess I'm wrong. No, I chucked my wallet at Big 12 and discussed. Uh, mm. uh, favorite broadcast, uh, favorite pro announcers? Uh, I... I like all the the big game guys because it makes you feel special. So I like right. Joe Buck. I I mean I I used to love uh, the granddaddy of them all. Uh, what's his name? Keith Jackson. Keith Jackson. Uh, like uh, Bob Costas whenever he would do anything. And then now I really like Romo. I think he's fantastic. Yeah. Anytime he's doing a game, it feels like there's a little extra juice. So and then I think Danny Mac's great at baseball. I love listening to him too. Yeah, I think we have uh, in St. Louis. Um, with the, uh, with, with in particular, um, with the options that you have on radio and um, television with hockey. I mean, those are oh, yeah. my. St- I mean, maybe I mean, you know, I'm not as hockey sophisticated as I think I am. Baseball sophisticated, so maybe people, you know, in Toronto would go, "Oh no, Kelly and Pang aren't that good," or Kerber and Vitali aren't that good. Kerber Chase weren't that good. I just think they're both just so good. I agree. S- so good. Um, you know, I mean, a major way, in a major way. I mean, I just and I, and you know, I mean, I guess I know them all, uh, some better than others. But it's not like it's like okay, I'm going to say this because they're people I know. It's just it's what I honestly think. I just think they're so damn good. Um, so with that said, God, I don't know. I don't. I mean, I I really like Joe Buck both personally but then also on baseball and football I think they're so good I almost feel like I enjoy them more on on football because I just don't really watch baseball with the same intensity as I watch football unless unless the Cardinals are playing like 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 I have to remind myself, okay, it was the Astros and Nationals in the World Series six months ago, I, you know, and it's like, okay, whatever. I don't know. I don't really fucking think much about it. I guess it, well, I want to be in seven games. I just don't really remember. I just don't have that passion for it. 
Um, you know, it was the question was pro announcers. What what I get into more than uh, any thing when my home teams or my teams I pull for aren't playing is college football. Um, so that would, you know, if, we, if you grant me that latitude on the pro announcers, you know, when you had Vern Lundquist on CBS at 2.30. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, now I know he's no, no, no longer doing it. And now CBS, when is that? When is CBS's last year with the SEC? I'm not sure. Ending. Let's see if I can find out. Uh, yeah. Um, so you have what? Um, is it, who is it? Nestler? Yeah. And Danielson? Yep. Okay. So ESPN's taken that. 2023, um, it looks like. Oh, really? Okay, so a few more years. And I wonder if Nestler will go over there and Danielson will go there. I don't know. But I just love that. I just I love it. And even if I don't have money on it, obviously there's no I – mean, I guess there is DraftKings for it, but it's not nearly as big as – I guess also considering I like golf Oh yeah. Uh, as much as I do, uh, I love David Faraday. Love David Faraday. Um, so in, in that sense – uh, Dan Hicks uh, would stand out to me. I like Azinger too. Um, so I, don't I know, love Johnny on. Miller. I miss him. You miss Johnny Miller? Yeah. yeah, Johnny Miller's a polarizing. He one. he rubbed some people the wrong way, but I really liked him. And then I like it. I Shane Blee's not my favorite, but I like that he pisses people off too. So yeah, I he enjoy, is. Uh, I enjoy he, when they mix the pot and golf a little bit. <laughs> he uh, does get banty. Let's see what we got. Um, all right, I haven't read many emails. I think I've read one email, and we are at 107 on our uh, time length here. Uh, let's see, I answered that one from Mike. All right, here's another coronavirus question. Hello, Tim. I know some of the discussions on the fan pin have allowed myself to start to take getting healthier more seriously. I'm down about 15 pounds since really getting serious about six to seven weeks ago. Tip of the cap, Good sir. work. Uh, do you think COVID-19, the way it impacts predisposed people, specifically overweight folks, will have a generational shift in correcting what has happened in the last two decades or so? Wow, that's a good question. I did not, I did not read this in advance. I know for me personally, some of the things have stuck with me from the show, how you look at photos from years past and there just aren't as many heavier people. And me personally, I began to think of how many funerals I've been to where it was a large person and they normally didn't make it to 70, if that. I know I had already started to take my health a lot more seriously. A lot of it was pretty related to unhealthy work-life balance and probably untreated depression for better part of a decade. But I think this is a moment where maybe we can make an improvement as a society when all of this settles down. What are your thoughts? Thanks. That's R from the Midwest. What a great question. I think it is. Gangster Pete, I don't know if, uh, what you think, but I, I hadn't really thought of it that way. Um, first off, Gangster Pete, I yield the floor to you, sir. What do you think? Oh, yeah, I think it's a great point. I think anything that helps people to be more healthy is good. I think, uh, for me personally, Joe Rogan's always talking about how important health is and things like that, and that made me take an internal like uh, account of what I was doing, and I've been trying to be more healthy just from that. It's kind of like a similar thing Uh people this is making people take notice of their health and i think that anything that does that is good yeah i uh i'm a big fan of that i we've talked a little bit about you know you had the bill maher uh fat shaming monologue new rules i guess <laughs> yep. a few months ago and then you had james corden's response and which one was met with more approval james Ugh. corden's response which was you know such a you know here's my tweet like it type thing you know um 
it's it's a, it's kind of a tough love thing. We talked about it. I know that one of the things on that podcast you recommended to our audience on the morning after, Ryan Kelly morning after a few weeks ago with Michael Osterholm. That's his name, right, Michael? Yeah. Um, and he talked about the fact that the United States is more vulnerable than other countries because 48% of adults over the age of 45 are morbidly obese. But yet, if one were to say that, one would be in the United States at a high risk of being accused of fat shaming. And it's a very weird spot to be in. You know, it's like, is the juice worth the squeeze? It's like how I handle Twitter. It's like, man, I really would like to talk with people, but I'm going to have dog avatars and, you know, flag avatars attacking me, you know, and it's even though I know it's even though I know there are people I know they have to use their burner accounts to do their dirt. And it's just like, I don't want to fucking deal with it. And it sucks because I'd love to be able to utilize it more. I mean, I can. It's just it's, I don't the juice isn't worth the squeeze. And so with regard to this, I still don't think I mean, Pete, we were talking at the outset of this 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 podcast that there is a large portion of our country and probably a decent portion of the people listening right now who have a much different view on the seriousness of the coronavirus as of March 24th, 2020, than we do. And so a subcategory of that discussion would be who it impacts the most. And so first off, you have people going, well, it's 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 being exaggerated. Um, I mean, God, if you went back and scrolled back to old posts on the fan page from even a week ago, much less two or three weeks ago, and people going, oh, it'll be an overreaction when people, you know, start shutting things down, all that stuff. You know, it, it, and I'm not looking for people to do this, by the way. Please don't do this and cause all hell to break loose. But just I just remember just going, wow, you're, you're, you're putting the stuff on the record. And like, in my mind, I'm going, I know you're wrong. And you're going to be eating these words and you're not going to be like eating these words in a few months, like saying, I think the Cardinals are going to suck. And then they go to the NLCS and you're like, oh, fuck, I hope nobody pulls my post up. <laughs> you're going to be eating it like in a couple of weeks. Um, so you have that element. And then there then you go into of the percentage of the people who are starting to take it seriously. I don't know how often it gets talked about obesity being an element of this. Um, but either way, even if it is talked about, you always have to kind of do this dance around about it, you know, um, which is, you know, I just, everybody's I that's fabulous also just the way they are. What's that? Everybody's fabulous just the way they are. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's like, no, my, my, le- the left side of my head is dented and it's fucked up and it sucks. And I would rather be asymmetrical and I'd also rather be over six feet tall. Um, you know, I don't know, I, you know, I can, I can, you know, you know, bald is beautiful and I can sit there and con myself into it, but it's, it's just, you know, the biochemistry of, uh, heterosexual females and gay males. I am not what they are masturbating to. Let's be real clear about it. I am not what they're masturbating to, and I'm not under any, uh, auspice otherwise. So I can tell Pete, you know what? I've decided I'm hot. That's wonderful, but I'm just not. It's just not the way that it is. And I think it's healthier to go, okay, well, this is just the way that it is. Bad beat. I did not hit the George Clooney genetic lottery, and we're just going to grind through it, and we're going to try and break 70 this year on the golf course. That's what we're going to focus on, you know? So to, like, kind of jerk people off and go, well, you know, it's, you know, it's fine. You know, there's a lot of people out there. 
Well, no, there are health risks with it. And as R from the Midwest pointed out, I can't think of how many funerals I've gone to where it's a large person and they normally don't make it to 70. And it's a, it's a, But it's a tough spot because it actually, I feel like there's greater backlash about fat shaming than there is about overeating to make oneself morbidly obese. And that's, it's, a, it's a very weird spot. So with regard to COVID-19 and how those who are obese um, are more susceptible to it, at least as of right now, who knows? I mean, I feel like two weeks ago we were talking about how it impacts people over 70, and I don't feel like we're hearing that as much anymore. So who knows where it is the next time we uh, talk. But um, it's, 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 if that's a factor, it's a real thing. I don't know. I, I also don't kind of like we were talking at the beginning, Pete. I know you said this last week. Um, I just, I'm, it's not that I'm bored by it. It's just I feel like we're taking our eye off the ball if we go, well, Donald Trump did this, and then did you see what Nancy Pelosi did? Right. You know, and I'm just like, oh, fuck. We are, as a country, at war. Not against another nation, but a- against this coronavirus and for our way of life's survival. I really view it that way. And I'm sure some people, if I would have said that two weeks ago, would have told me to go fuck myself. And I'm sure some people will still tell me to go fuck myself, even now, uh, for overstating it. But if that's the case, uh, look at, you know, how the country rallied behind George W. Bush um, on the morning of September 11th, 2001, whereas on September 10th, 2001, some people were still pissed off about the way that the election of November 2000 went down. And... Don't get me wrong, as I said at the outset, uh, the, the time for litigating the manner with which this was handled um, hopefully will come. And I say that because hopefully we are in a position where we are uh, looking at this in the rearview mirror and talking about it. But from my standpoint, from mine, I'm not interested in that. I'm not interested in getting in an argument with like, I mean, take your pick. I can name, I can name ten people right now on the fan page, Pete, and then you will immediately know where they are politically. And you just oh, yeah. go, ah, you're, oh, here's your, here's your latest link to, to advance your shit. Just, ah, it should be but the I most mean, hey, bipartisan shit it, ever. What's that? It should be the most bipartisan shit ever right now. And it's just, it's just not the way it is. So fine, it's fine. It doesn't. I mean, like, I, I don't have to read it. I don't have to scroll through it. Like, you know, there's plenty of other. You know, I see somebody. There's, I, I, I can't mute people because I'm, because I'm an admin. God Almighty, I wish I could. Um, so I see it. And I just go, okay. I know this person's going to post like a three thousand word post as always. I'm just going to scroll through. You know, it's just, ugh. but I just, it's not. I, I want President Trump to be successful with the handling of this. Period. I just period. And I want Mitch McConnell to be successful with the handling of this in the Senate. And I want Nancy Pelosi to be successful with the handling of this in the House. And that's just there's just that's just where I am. It's and it's not. And and listen, I I would not consider myself in a if this weren't going on as a fan, actually, now that I think about it, of any of the three, really. um, But but not not at this moment. That's not where I am. And, um, you know, and if, and if it is where other people are and that, that's where they are, then that's I mean, I'm not telling people how to live or what to think. It's just not where I am at this point. And it's it's the same thing with regard to, you know, I'm not sitting there and going, oh, you know, look at this fat person shoving 3000 calories down their throat. They're going to, you know, 
hurt the economy and healthcare because of their inability to to discipline themselves or work out or whatever it is. Because I don't know what everybody's situation is. I mean, the reality is, with poverty, it's not it's not easy to access, as easy to access. Or if you have a bunch of kids, easy to access meals and prepare meals and take the time to do it, or have a, access to fitness. It's just it's just a reality. And sometimes people go, "Oh, you're excusing it." I don't know what the fuck to tell you. I work out. I'm whatever you know thin i'm fucking short as hell but you know i mean it's a different it's a different situation i'm not going to sit here and judge uh you know we're all really and i i rarely say this man but we're all pulling in one direction not just as a country but as a as a global community and i'm just not inclined to to sit there and like spend time like pulling links to like shit on take your pick of whoever you want to shit on you know and and for the most part i will say this with regard to um you know like our text inbox and i don't know what your opinion is of what you're seeing pete but uh you know for the most part that stuff isn't coming in for the most part i mean i'm talking about like 95 plus percent of the texts are not going that route i'm trying to avoid the topics like today i knew that the the stimulus package thing would go, and I knew it would happen. So I just you're laughing because you know too, yep. and I'm just like, I just don't want to get, I just don't want to get it going. I don't want to get into, you know. I mean, I saw David Axelrod tweeting, you know, and I think we might have talked about it last week. Maybe we didn't. Can't imagine I brought it up on the radio show, but uh, he was disagreeing with um, one of uh, President Obama's. Uh, I think the head of his campaign, I think, I don't know, he's involved in, the, in his campaign. I know Axelrod was too in 2008, and they were just disagreeing politely. Uh, Axelrod saying this is not the time to, you know, pull up in videos and build commercials around, you know, how Donald Trump's statements have changed over the last 45 days and use his own words against him. Plough, David Plough was saying, um, totally disagree. People need to know what happened. And it's like, yeah, I agree. People need to know what happened at some point. But right now, ideally, we're pulling in the same direction. I know that's not going to happen, but that's my mind. That That, that is really my mindset. Um, and I don't know. I, I, and I, and unless I'm not telling other people to think that way because you can't make people think that way. But it's just it's it's my mind. Like when I see the stuff about look at this shit regarding Pelosi or look at this shit regarding McConnell or look at this shit regarding Trump or you know, take your pick of whatever it is. I'm just like man, I, if that's like your distraction from you know what's going on, then maybe it's fine. I guess I don't know. But I'm just that's just not where I am. Sometimes I'm like yeah, let's discuss you know, some of this stuff, but that's not where I am at this moment. Uh, Gangster Pete, did, I imagine that's where you are since that's where you were six, seven days ago. Preaching to the choir. Yeah, I'm just not interested. I'm just not interested. And I have to tell you also, and maybe I'm off the mark on this, but I don't think Doug is as much either. No. What do you think? No, I agree with you. Uh, I really I really don't. I, I really Doug don't. I feel like, oh, God, it's like, I kind of know like the text or the phrases or if I'm reading a story, I'm like, oh, shit, you know, but uh, that hasn't been what's going on. And, you know, I think, you know, again, and, and listen, that doesn't mean somebody who is is wrong. I'm just saying for me personally, uh, that's not where I am at this moment. And um, I, I don't know. I just it's like this is because I view it as so serious. I guess maybe if somebody doesn't view it as real serious, you know, and then you can sit there and go look at Nancy Pelosi. She you know, is the worst or look at Donald Trump, you know, he's the worst. And it's like, okay, great. But when it gets down to it, we are relying on these people to try and help us get through this. And 
that's our reality. And we might not like it. You might not like it, whatever the case might be, but it is our reality. And um, that's there's there's not anything at this moment is going to change it. So we got to get through it. Anyway, with that said, we shall uh, wrap up our uh, questions from the audience. Thank you to thehomeloanexpert.com, Ryan Kelly. Thank you to Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Thank you to James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, Seth Goldcamp of Design Air Heating and Cooling, and Johnny Landoff, Chevrolet Chevy. Find new roads online at landoff.com. Gangster Pete, thank you as always, sir, uh, for uh, the fun and games here on the program. I think we kept we went an hour and 22, so we almost did it. All good. Thanks for having me. All right, Gangster Pete. There it is, another edition of questions from the audience on the Tim McKernan Show in the books here on the Inside STL Podcast Network from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.